for me, documenting and memory keeping isn't about storing the memories or saving them to look back on or anything like that. It is it is acknowledging that they happened and showing gratitude. You know, when you take a moment to turn something into art, you're saying this matters, um, it's important, and because of that, I'm going to devote some extra time to it. Welcome to Show Up or Shut Up with Wendy Solganek, also known as Willa.Wanders on Instagram. This podcast features real and raw conversation about the lives of prolific makers. What is really happening behind all of those gorgeous photos of art on Instagram? How we came to be prolific makers? What makes us consistently show up? And the very real challenges that we all face. This episode of Show Up or Shut Up is brought to you by my online course, the Willa Journals course. Learn everything you need to know to make one-of-a-kind, bespoke, mixed-media mashup journals. And by the Bookmaker Collective. Discover your bookmaker confidence as you learn new bookmaking techniques or reimagine old ones while creating and constructing artisan books from start to finish during online weekend-long live workshop experiences. I've been getting a lot of really nice response to this podcast in emails and DMs. And I just want to let people know that if they have sent me a DM or an email and we've talked and I've asked if I can read your letter on the podcast, but then I didn't end up reading your letter on the podcast, just know that I'm sorry. And my intention is always to read all of the beautiful letters on the podcast, but sometimes I get very distracted and then I forget to do that. But this week I am not forgetting to do that. And I have a beautiful letter from Nicole. And what Nicole said was, Hi, Wendy. I just wanted to reach out and let you know I've been very much enjoying the podcast. I've always been attracted to mixed media art, but didn't consider myself an artist. About five years ago, I started making collages with magazines and enjoyed combining colors, patterns, and textures. I've always admired mixed media art, though, and wanted to try other mediums. During the pandemic, I decided to stay off of Facebook and spend my social media time on Instagram and only follow artists. Your podcast has been incredibly encouraging. I so appreciate hearing about how artists got to where they are. And I love your message that all you need to do is keep showing up. Thank you for demystifying the artistic process and creating a place to have honest, vulnerable conversations about creating. Keep them coming with gratitude and admiration. Nicole. Well, Nicole, thank you so, so much for that letter. You have no idea how much that inspires me just to keep going. So thank you. Our guest today is Kaylee Gray. Kaylee is the host of Get Messy and a South African perfectionist currently pursuing imperfection. More often than not, you'll find her nurturing creativity as the resident fairy art mother for her growing community of artists in Get Messy, swapping bad puns with her very patient husband, wrestling her son's snacks away from her tiny but determined dog, and emptying her thoughts onto the page. Hello! <laughs> hey, Wendy. How are you, Kaylee? I'm doing well now that I am talking to you. <laughs> you just put your baby to sleep. Uh, well, it's it's totally T's job now. <laughs> I'm at I'm at the office studio, so 
Oh, okay. Well, welcome to Show Up or Shut Up. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So happy that you agreed to come on the podcast because we had a conversation on your podcast maybe about a year ago. Damn. And that long, yeah. I think so. And I feel like this will be a really good check-in <laughs> about where you're at with art journaling and what's changed in your life in the last year. Ooh. And I also want to have a conversation centered around what is art journaling? Because uh, yeah. even though so many people who listen to this all do it I've never really heard I I've never really heard anyone what it is at the most basic level so maybe that's maybe that's because it's not basic that's interesting just do you mind if we start just by talking about what is art journaling well yeah let's let's jump right in I think art journaling is so difficult to describe because it is everything it is everything, but I feel like there might be something at its most basic, basic level, which is art that's very personal, that's not intended to be viewed on a wall. Okay. To me, creating a wall is a very different experience. Yes. Yes, it's art it's art created for yourself and your heart rather than rather than for its visual bonus. And now when you first started working in a journal, what was art journaling for you? When I first started, art journaling was getting rid of that I don't know there's like that creative feeling that you feel and it feels almost tangible when it becomes overwhelming um, I know that you know this feeling like you it, it almost feels physical and it almost feels like a vibration in your body and you need to get it out and that's what my art channel was right at the beginning it was just a way to stop feeling uncomfortable with I feel like it's Oh, like wasted potential, all terrible phrases, but yeah, it was just, it was just letting go of whatever was inside of me. Um, and what that looked like tangibly was, um, a lot of collage. I was living in South Africa at the time. And I was also living in Johannesburg, which is the armpit of South Africa, <laughs> just the worst part of South Africa. Uh, and I had no supplies and I was a little bit depressed. And so there wasn't really much for me to give. And somehow I managed to put magazine images and pen really on the page. Was it something where you felt like you said something about an energy? Did you feel an energy to create something or was it more like you felt an energy to release energy really it, like differently like I think that there's some people who create because they get a vision of something mm -hmm. and they they really want to express that on a canvas or a, or a you know paper and they want to bring this thing to life this vision that they have in their head and it's very different than my motivation for creating so could you could you say why you show up to create? Is it because kind you of get to a figure out it's definitely no vision. It's more a figure out what I want to say. Oh, that's interesting. Figure out what you want to say. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that it's like you have this energy inside <laughs> of you and you don't necessarily even know what that to express or say or even necessarily how you're feeling until you start to just 
cut things, glue them down, write with your pen. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. And I'm going to give you a really terrible analogy, but it's like if your dog, I don't know, it's it's your wedding ring or something and and it has to poop it out and you have to wait for it to poop it out. And it's kind of like my heart chilling is all the poop. And then you like sift through it and then you find, oh, there's the wedding ring. Like that's, that's the thing. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good analogy. <laughs> that's a really good analogy. That's so, so interesting. And, you know, for, for anyone who's listening, who's new to art journaling, um, I'm sure that everyone has different reasons for doing it, right? Like there's some people who they want to work on canvas and it is the way that they experiment, right? And they work out mm-hmm. ideas before they go over to a canvas. And I, I want to talk about all the different kinds of journaling that you see oh, out yes. there because there's so many different kinds. But it's interesting. I think that what we share and probably why we do have the deep connection that we have is because we both show up to the page without any preconceived notion about what's going to happen there. And we see what, you know, what gold ring is going to come out of the poop. <laughs> this is terrible. All my analogies have got to do with disgusting things. All my favorite ones. <laughs> so... <laughs> Before we go on to all the different types of art journaling, I do want to ask you, because I heard you mention at some point in the last year, maybe (laughs) around New Year's time, that you were possibly going to be creating art outside of a journal, possibly taking someone's course. Did that ever happen? Yeah, so it was an at-home artist residency, and it was to collect ideas for your collection um I I did it and it was like a different kind of course to what I'm used to but it was so worthwhile and it got me thinking about art in a different way because yeah like I like I was saying I I kind of come to my journal and I just vomit onto it and then something happens there or sometimes nothing happens um and so the idea of a collection is kind of going about it the other way where you you figure out your vision and your what you want to do first, and then you make art around it. So it's definitely been a process. And I think actually this week, um, I, I kind of know exactly what I want to do. Kind That's of. I want to figure it out a bit. Did you find that to come at art from a totally different angle caused you any kind of anxiety or was it natural not natural not not anxious about it though it's but it's very uncomfortable like it's um I was I was um so I I pushed myself to do the collection back at the beginning of the year and it didn't come I had a few ideas but nothing that I was excited about and so I've left it and I've been doing a lot of written journaling lately for my heart that's what I'm needing at the moment not much I mean I'm still you know still art journaling most of the time but like not like I was Um, and I was writing and then I wrote I think I wrote the phrase breathing room and then I was like there we go that's what it's about so I can't tell you exactly what it's going to look like yet I think I'm still I've got an idea um, of the different elements and I have an idea for how I want to play, but I'm still an art journal in that I am, I'm still going to go and experiment. Right. So, so that's, that's the process so far. Okay. What was on with you that you were thinking, I really want to push myself out of an art journal and into a collection. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think, I've been art journaling now for seven years and that's all I do. I don't, I mean, you know, like bookbinding I see as another form of art. So I do that too, but there's not really anything else. Everything for me is about the journal. That's my one true love. Um, I'm just like deeply into it. And so it's maybe pushing myself to do something else because I am, I don't know, there's some kind of, 
desert or something going on me at the moment. And so I just want to shift my focus a little bit and then I can come back to art journaling the way I know from before or at an elevated, um, like an elevated experience. So prior to you finding art journaling and getting as deeply involved with it as as you got over those seven years, did you ever practice any other type of creativity? Um, no. So I, one year before that, I started scrapbooking. I did Project Life, you know Project Life, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like photos into plastic sleeves, basically like the lazy person scrapbooking. So that's what I did before. Uh, and before that, nothing um, I would have not have considered myself creative at all. Growing up, I would not have called myself an artist or considered myself arty or crafty or anything. That was all the other people at school were arty. You know, like I'd, I'd look at people doodling in their notebooks and I'd be like, oh, that's, I would never do that. But saying that as well, I look back at my homework diaries I don't know, do you, in South Africa, we used to have a diary and we would write our homework in this diary every day. Did you have that in America? Well, we did have, you know, I wouldn't have called it a homework <laughs> diary. Definitely, I had a planner, you know, all okay. through college. I'm sure I had something in high school as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, these were like full on, they, they called them homework diaries. They were amazing. They it was a huge thing choosing which one you'd use and sometimes the school gave it to you but anyway um I had these and I was sticking pictures mainly of weird women from the cosmos in weird poses uh but it was kind of art journaling you know looking back at it yes that is a form of art journaling yes very interesting. How old were you when when you found Project Life? Uh, twenty thirteen. So I was twenty five. Twenty five. And then following that, you started doing the quote unquote art journaling. And then after that, you started get messy. Um. Yeah. So get messy and my art journaling journey are kind of intertwined. Get messy started as a way to be accountable to myself, to journaling, a friend and I started it. And we were just like, okay, we're going to post on our blogs once a week. We have to make, I think it was three art journal pages every week, just share it on the blogs and that's it. Um, and we did it the first week and then immediately someone emailed us and they're like, I want to join this challenge too. And so like get messy really was only mine <laughs> for a week. You know, my art journey, journey was only mine for one week. And then it was so interwoven with Get Messy that it's, they're not really, oh, can't separate them. Wow. And it, it obviously grew extremely organically from a need that was out there. It was wonderful. It was really, it, it was so good. It's so good for my heart still. <laughs> So interesting. So I think that I think that you're a really creative person. And I wonder if I'm asking this of myself as well. So it's it's, you know, when I make these episodes, I'm very interested in the person who I'm interviewing, I'm interested in their story, but it's also an exploration of my own creative world and life and all of that stuff. And mm -hmm. For me personally, my creativity with one form of creativity has never lasted my whole life. Like I've gone through massive episodes of deep engrossment into a subject and then I transition into something else. And I definitely have this feeling inside like, I don't want to ever totally move on from art journaling. Like it's such a form of therapy. It's beyond just, mm -hmm. it's beyond just like when I used to be a, a production potter and it was so much fun 
And there was a element of course, escapism and flow state and, and that kind of good feeling, but art journaling is much more emotional and much more, it's much more of a form of therapy, I guess. So even if I started, even if I did something else that I was super passionate about, I still would want to have an art journal practice, I guess is what I'm saying. Because it's a form of that deep connection with what is it that I want to say. And I, and I don't feel like, um, it's just different. If I was, if I was creating big paintings for a wall, I wouldn't necessarily want all of my daily, like brain diarrhea necessarily on a wall for the rest of someone's life. But in an art journal, it seems like a really safe place to put all of that. Yes. Oh, I love, I freaking love your views on art journaling and I love everything about the way you see art journaling, the way you see your own creativity and, and I love your views. Like they resonate so much with me. Uh, I think I can also relate to getting deeply into something uh, and then it no longer feeling right. Like I used to be a food blogger. Um, I've had countless hobbies in the past, whether, you know, some auxiliary form of creativity or I I can't think of any other hobbies at the moment, but um, art drilling is the one thing that has stuck. And there's, there's like no way, no other way to explain it except for magical because I used to think of myself as a quitter. I used to think of myself as someone who got bored and it wasn't that it was just that I hadn't found, I hadn't found that thing that, um, that, that, that spoke to me and that interested me. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I feel it's like, as soon as you said, I used to think of myself as a quitter. I actually, I feel so upset that people think of themselves as quitters when it comes to creativity, because I see this so clearly now that, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do really passionately. It doesn't mean we're going to do those for the rest of our lives. Like Mm. when I first found production pottery, throwing on the wheel and all the amazing things that came along with that, I thought, gosh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Like, first of all, there's so much you can learn. It's something that you can, just, you can, there's a never ending amount of learning in that profession. And I thought this is going to fulfill me for the rest of my life. And it turned out that it didn't really work very well once I started having kids because pottery is just something you need to really focus on every day. It's just not something that you can just disappear from. It's very intense. And I kind of learned a big lesson in that because it's like, oh, this thing that I thought I was going to do forever, it didn't turn out to be forever. But Mm. what is forever is that I'm a really creative person Mm. of to create. And so now I see it as everything is just part of my experience in this body at this, like, you know, in this life, it's just, it's all part of one gigantic experience. So like, I know this summer, my, so my daughter is coming home tomorrow from college. I'm so excited. (laughs) And, um, this is like super crazy. She goes to like a really prestigious, fancy school. And, um, while she was there, I can't even believe it. I'm like pinching myself. It's so crazy because this is just not something that happened when I was in university. So they gave her a crochet class. <laughs> okay. And I was so happy that they offered that. It's like, we're going to teach you how to crochet while you're at your like fancy, like, you know, <laughs> intellectual university. And my daughter is also really creative she's like she's a tattoo artist and she's an amazing amazing artist and she learned how to crochet and I'm like this is going to be so fun you're going to come home and you're now this like crochet master and you're going to teach me how to crochet (laughs) and 
my crocheting may end up diverting my attention, you know, for a couple hours a day or however many hours a week from art journaling or making willow journals that I, you know, sell to customers, but it's all okay now. Like I just see it as all part of this one greater experience. Mm. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we also go through seasons of life and I find that true in my journals and I've also learned to shift um, I know I now know that I am not a quitter. You know, we we tend to see things in black and white, and that doesn't always serve us right. Because if I'd have looked close, I would have said, No, I'm not a quitter. Like I'm actually someone who tries a lot. Yeah. And even though I'm not finding my thing, I'm trying a lot. And I think sometimes quitting is amazing. I am a big proponent of not reading a book just because you started it. You can just Finish reading the damn book. You don't have to, like a lot of people have guilt about that. And also if your journal, if you are tired of using a journal and, and it's still got a hundred pages left, you can just leave it. You don't have to finish those hundred pages. You know, that's such an interesting thing that you point out because I am a member of Get Messy. So I'm every month probably every month thinking I'm going to do the whole month, you know, whatever Kaylee says that, that <laughs> there is to do, I'm going to do it. And, and I never do. And I do find that I do beat myself up a little bit over it, but this conversation, my conversations with you always help me overcome some, <laughs> some block that I have. The reality is, is if we're even partially engaged and we do some of the things that are on offer to us. That's a wonderful thing. My motto is more than zero is enough. <gasps> Anything you're doing that is not nothing. I'm happy. I'm happy. So that is a freaking unbelievable motto. More than zero is enough. It's so wonderful. Yeah. And now that. I have a regular thing in Get Messy that's kind of like the thing that I know that I'm going to show up for every month, which is the monthly zine meetup. So we're doing on the first Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. People from all over the world are gathering. And in, in about 60 to 90 minutes, we all make a zine. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, the it's it's gravy if I participate in other stuff. And there's all this wonderful stuff in Get Messy to participate in. But I don't yeah. have to beat myself up if other things get in the way of that. No. Because less and than zero is enough. <laughs> exactly. Less than zero. If you are making nothing, then we can chat. Then I can chat. Then we can chat. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, that I think it's also, it's a skill that you develop, right? Um, being able to take what you need, not only in art, but, you know, it's something that I've had to learn in a, in a deep way with Instagram is, is I don't need to keep up to date with every single post and know exactly what every post is and, that, that gives me a lot of anxiety. What doesn't give me anxiety and what fills me rather than depletes me is just to take whatever I need. And when I've had my full, then I'm done. So this is such an interesting topic. If you, if we had had this conversation even two, three months ago, I would have been like, huh, that's so interesting. I wonder what Kaylee even means by that. But for <laughs> some reason in the last couple of weeks, Looking at Instagram, I'm just having a very different experience than I had the first three years of just an unbelievable mm. amount of time spent looking at Instagram. I, I love everyone dearly that I interact with. I don't want to diminish how wonderful it is, but I have noticed that what used to be really fun and exciting is now actually causing me anxiety. 
Mm. Oh, I'm excited to talk about this because you are always the person that I give as an example when I'm talking about inspiration. Like I cannot take inspiration in and I feel like you do that very well where you can take in a lot of um a lot of sources and turn it into something that's still very true to you. Um, but I I have an idea why you might be, why Instagram's getting to you a little bit. Okay. Tell me your idea. Do you mind I, if I share it? Please do. Please do. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's because you started a podcast and you're offering your amazing courses and maybe the shift is a little bit different? Like it's shifted a bit. It definitely could be. I'd on, I'd have to really think about if that's what the reason is. Maybe maybe I could say on one level for sure because my life is so full now with not just making my own art or making the journals for sale, but also right creating new course content, doing the podcast. That the time that I have left over, I have to really think about you know, what am I going to, what, what am I going to do with that time? And there's a lot less of that time. So maybe before there was a lot more of that time, but there is something else going on that I do mm. want to vocalize. And it does have to do with, I think what you've been talking about for a really long time, which is how do you get inspiration? How do you, how do you, I don't, I'm not really even sure what it is. I can't really vocalize that, but what I am experiencing is it's no longer helpful for me Mm. to get more and more and more input. So there was many, many years. So I was like a dry well where I had been working for 15 years and had my kids and it was grueling. And then I took like a big break from everything for a couple of years. And then I came back and I was like, I want to do my art again. And at the time when I came back and I saw that Instagram had this incredibly vibrant art community with so much inspiration, I was such a dry wheel that I was able to take in an enormous amount of visual input and inspiration Mm -hmm. until I wasn't anymore. Mm. And now when I look at Instagram, it's no longer making me excited in the way that it once was. It's actually more like taking away from the excitement that I once had because I think I get a feeling like, ooh, maybe I should try that. Maybe I should try that. But really, I've entered a very, very, very different phase of this experience, if that makes mm. sense. I'm, at a, I'm just at a different phase. I'm not, there's absolutely no right or wrong place to be. I could see that there might be people listening to this who are at the beginning of their journey and they are like a dry well. And they have a lot of space in their brain and their heart and their soul for a ton of visual inspiration. And they look on Instagram and it gets them really excited and they find something that they want to take inspiration from and they go and they do that thing. And that's how I used Instagram for three years, like fully. It was the source of my inspiration until it wasn't anymore. And it just got to be And I noticed, and maybe you could talk about this, that you will take breaks, like big breaks. So what does a break from Instagram look like for you? Yeah. Um, um, when When I take breaks from Instagram, it's always got the same symptoms. Uh, I tend to be, I tend to like check the app every I don't know, like often, like damn often. <laughs> like I, yeah, I just like open my phone and I just open the app. And if no one has posted on my feed, like there's nothing new, then I know, okay, like you checked too quickly. <laughs> like that was too quickly. Um, and, and so, yeah, it, it's kind of that, like looking for something that's not there. I know it in my heart and I know that I'm like, I'm usually feeling a little bit uncomfortable and I've, and I'm, 
got that feeling that I'm on my phone too much. Uh, and I don't have anything on my phone except for Instagram that I would check on. Uh, and so for me, a break, if I'm in that, in that cycle, then the break looks like deleting the app from my phone and not looking at it at all until, until I feel like my need for the app is not to just quickly check. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's a difference between going to Instagram for me and seeking out connection and seeking out sharing and seeking out inspiration for lack of a better word and mindless scrolling or just refreshing the feed. Do you ever get that? Because I think you use Instagram in a great way. Well, I think that there's ways that I use Instagram that are great and that I love. And I do think that when, now that you're pointing it out, like there's just way too much mindless checking and refreshing. And I mean, it's, it's built to be wildly addictive Mm -hmm. and it is wildly addictive. And when I'm going to call it a game, it's like you start to play the game and you're winning at the game and you're getting Mm. likes and you're getting feedback and all the wonderful things. And there's dopamine literally dumping in your brain (laughs) every minute. And, you know, and then you, you're like, Oh, you know, I can turn this into something that could be financially rewarding. And then you add all these other layers of, Mm of stuff to it and it's great until you're like huh maybe maybe it's not as great as it once was like it was really fun for a long time but now I'm not finding it as fun as it once was and again I'm not diminishing the importance of it or how valuable it is to connect with people and I mean I wouldn't even have a podcast or people to talk to about the things that I love and enjoy if it wasn't for Instagram. Instagram's amazing. But I think you and I are both mature enough to realize that our number one priority is we have to take care of like our mental health. That like Instagram <laughs> if it's not providing mental health, like we can we can back off. We could you know, like in your case, totally just take it off your phone for a while. In my case, I'm just not scrolling or checking it Mm. nearly as much. Yeah. There's definitely times that I just post and that's lovely. Those times are nice too, because there's a lot of value in, in posting as well. And I think it's, it's not, it's not that Instagram is either bad or good, right? Right. Um, I think it's just being able to take what you need from the app. And sometimes what you need is A and sometimes what you need is B. And yeah, we just, I mean, we go through seasons. And I think it's also, uh, you know, when you become a mother and you learn that taking time to look after yourself is just as important as spending time with your children, you know, then there's like that whole element of you, you're not going to be being your best self on Instagram if you're forcing yourself to be on there and not looking after what your heart wants. I mean, my my thing is it's never forcing. (laughs) I'm just addicted to it. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. It's it's not a forcing. (laughs) Well, urges, forced urges. I don't know. It's like an outside force forcing me. So one of the beautiful things about Instagram, and this was definitely something that I wanted to talk to you about, is it exposed me to art journaling. I mean, I had been exposed to it back when I was scrapbooking 20 years ago, but I would, n- I would never have thought to begin art journaling if it hadn't been for Instagram. Mm-hmm. So th- again, I could sing its praises as much as I could sing about how it can become toxic. Yeah. But so one of the really cool things is I'm seeing all these different forms of art journaling. And there are many, many, many different ways to do it. And and one of the things you mentioned right off the bat was you're doing a lot of just writing. But to me, that is art journaling. That's such a fundamental part of why I show up 
to my journal. And to me, it doesn't really matter what it looks like in the end. That's like, that's the reason why I do it. I don't do it because I'm trying to create something beautiful, wonderful piece of art. I'm doing it for the experience. So like when you said you were spending a lot of time writing, I'm thinking that's amazing because that's that experience of journaling. Does that make sense? Do you mean like that? Would you go to your journal to write words? Yeah. Like to me, it doesn't matter what you do in the journal. No. It's like no, it if, doesn't. If one day I... you just want to write, you want to like scribble out a bunch of thoughts you're having. To me, that still counts or it's still not like you even need to count, but it's, <laughs> it's part of the experience of being an art journaler. Yes. Yes. It's that you can get what you need from it. And if it looks like journaling with written words or it looks like journaling because you're using bright colors because you're happy today rather than dull colors because you're sad tomorrow. Um, yeah, they're different ways of showing up completely. I mean, there's so many different ways of showing up. So one of the ways that I've been showing up recently is collage. And I had never been like a <sighs> big collage person up until I did this 100 day project of collage fodder. And I just, I fell madly in love with something. It just kind of naturally evolved as that project was evolving. And it, it all, it all to me has the same result, I guess. If I was writing and just writing out my thoughts, or if I'm ripping paper and I'm putting glue stick on the back and I'm piecing together, you know, a collage, it, to me, it's all coming from the same desire and it's all having the same effect no matter what it visually presents like I guess that's what I'm trying yes. to say yes yes yeah I feel that too um I it's always the same result and whether I like the page or I don't like it visually it served its purpose in that it it, it makes me feel like I'm breathing out breathing that was the thing that I on it came to me the other day and it literally I think I was having a hard day hmm. sat down I made one of these collages and I thought when I it was actually when I was posting on Instagram I realized what it was and it was that it allowed me to breathe mm. yeah and I know I like to say it makes me feel like breathing out and um Lindsay, Lynn Salita on Instagram, uh, she used to say, or she says that it makes her feel like breathing in, which is so interesting to me because that doesn't feel like, Ocheling doesn't feel like breathing in to me. It definitely feels like breathing out and letting go. Well, letting go. That I think it's funny because I think it's just semantics. It's, yeah. It's, there's, there can be so much tension in, current events things that are happening it doesn't even necessarily have to be happening to me if I hear that it's happening to someone else it can cause me a great deal of emotional suffering and by going to the journal and releasing that mm. it, I feel like it allows me to breathe it, it is a release yeah that's a good word that's a good word um, and I think the other thing is when you come to your journal without any kind of expectations or a vision. You, you're not able to be disappointed that it doesn't look like what you had envisioned in your, envisioned in your head. It looks like what you needed it to be, right? Yeah, because ultimately, I mean, I don't know if you do this. You probably do this more than I do this. I don't really go back in my journals and look at stuff I created <laughs> but you you are you definitely seem like someone who does that more and maybe eventually I will do that because it'll be really interesting um <laughs> it's just not something that I 
do now because no. when I sit down, I want to actually do the breathing part, you know? Um, <laughs> Wendy, let me tell you, I do not like looking back in my journals. I do not do that. This freaking year, though, <laughs> I have had to. I've got a big project. I can't talk about it yet. But I've had to look at all my journals. And, like, I, it's not a good feeling. Like, I told T when I die, he was just burn them all I don't care I don't care about the longevity about of them I don't care about passing it down to Elliot oh my gosh I can think of anything worse their point is for when they happen that's, oh, that's it. so interesting I think I misunderstood because I saw you talk about going back and I don't even want to say it if it's like some kind of secret, but there was a point where you were doing something with all your archer pages and it was digital and I, you were digitizing them or something. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. I, I, it's just painful for me to maybe, I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I've gone through, I tried going, there was like, there's a journal one, it's a moleskin and it was when I was going through some fertility problems before we had my son. And I remember in my head, I remember that I just painted black page after freaking black page, like, you know, like an emo teenager, just black pages. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I tried looking back at it and it was physically painful. I couldn't, even though I was, you know, removed from the situation. Um, that journal, I don't have that journal anymore. I think that, yeah, no, the only the only reason I'm looking at it is for the project. Not that. I know a lot of people, they are also good to show you how far you've come, which T, T my husband, draws a lot, and he loves doing that. I couldn't think of anything worse. I feel like if I look at my first journal, it looks exactly the same as my current journal to me. I don't think I've grown, quote unquote, um, in terms of technique and stuff. But yeah, there, there's there's value in being inspired by your own work as well. You know, maybe looking back and seeing a page that you like and trying it again with the new skill set or the upgraded skill set that you have. But yeah, do you ever look at your Instagram in your Instagram past? Yes, that I can do. Mm. That I can do. And, and I'm actually, I, I, I did it recently. I went all the way back to when I began this count and I was pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, Wendy, you know, you really developed and look how far you've come and you have a style, which you never thought you would have. And uh, that, that was fun. I love that. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was all of the different kinds of journaling that seem to exist. Like there does seem to be almost categories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you knew more about them or if, if in being the, the leader of get messy, you've had to, kind of think about the different kinds of journaling out there that seem to be I don't I don't know if popular is the right word but they are it's like Mm. there's a type of journaling where people do a lot of writing it's almost like a form of bullet journaling but it's not keeping someone's calendar it's like where there's maybe they maybe they journal their day and they use stickers and and some collage you know what I'm talking about? And, and there's yeah. a lot of accounts where um, they have a very similar look. It's a lot of like vintage stamps and things oh, yeah. and vintage <laughs> furniture. And it's all really pretty. And, and it's almost like the Instagram feed is like a, yeah. a big part of the art for the person because they take these gorgeous photos of the setting that they do the journaling in. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I 100% know what you're talking about. And I think there definitely are um, trends in art journaling. Luckily, because it's so diverse, I think there's, I don't think there's ever a time where I or someone else might feel like their journaling doesn't belong because everyone's doing it this way. Um, But there's definite, yeah, since over, 
yeah, the past few years, I've definitely noticed shifts. It's fun. So, it's okay. Fun. So then that's how we'll talk about it. I wanted to talk about the trends in art journaling. So not mm-hmm. because I am fascinated and sometimes I'll look at one and I'll be like, well, I kind of like wish I understood how so many people are achieving such a really cool looking necessarily like just by Instagram, you know, how those things, kind of looks are constructed I guess yeah but there's a lot of people right it's like when something starts to happen where a lot of people are achieving a very similar look then to me it speaks to the fact that um people have kind of figured out a system or a method or a recipe you know you like to use the word recipe right when you talk about like how people create things Cooking analogy is always great. Gotcha. Food analogies. So it seems like there's some stuff going on where people are following like a methodology. And that for sure is one of them. Do you know the name of that type of thing? Which one now? The vintage one? It's like vintage, but there's a lot of writing, right? It's like a lot of, there's a lot of, um, it's a lot of written text with some lodging and stuff to be like kind of commercial products you know where people are purchasing stickers and things what is that called I don't know what it's called Wendy but I know exactly what you're talking about I don't know if they have names you know who does a lot of different styles of journaling really well and I think that she is a member of Get Messy is uh, her account is AB Shanghai and she lives in Shanghai okay she does check out. yeah i'm pretty sure she's a member she does many different styles like because there's pretty distinct things right there's like um urban sketching right that's a style oh, she's yeah. phenomenal at that and she's also phenomenal at five other styles <laughs> of journaling and okay so urban sketching that's another style super mm-hmm. popular People are doing that all over the world, doing it really beautifully. Yeah, I want to. I want to bring in. I think that the most popular one and the one that everyone knows. Um, if I think about in Germany, you know, not a lot of people know art journaling that I that I speak to. Obviously, I'm not speaking to art journalists, but like the. <laughs> like just like a regular, like just a normal person that doesn't know that isn't knees deep into this niche um there's like a very specific type of art journaling and I think it's old school art journaling where there's a lot of paint a lot of different colors and a lot of stenciling acrylic paint now yes that's like the Diane Reevely Ranger yes yes that That, is that is old school that can be called old school (laughs) or OG OG art journaling. Yes. <laughs> the kind of stuff that you would definitely see in, in art journaling magazines from 20 to 25 years ago. Yes. Yeah. Which I happen to love the practice of that. Yes. So I use that style in one particular journal that I keep, which a ton of acrylic paint, a ton of stenciling. I happen to love stenciling. Mm. It's just a passion of mine. I actually just created my own stencils. <gasps> Someone is making them and they'll be for sale. And I'm so excited because I really Yay. like stencils. The um, world needs the world needs good stencils. More <laughs> stencils, really. I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for but, that. So but wait, yes, do you know? Totally right. Okay, not to sell, but you can also just make your own. I've been making my own this week on my silhouette uh, portrait machine. So this is so funny. I just don't want to buy any, any more equipment or uh-huh. I just, but no, this is someone who has an actual laser cutter and they uh. have, they're making, you know, they're doing, you know, production runs of stencils and, and she has a fulfillment system and she can, you know, it's great. It's perfect. Yeah. And well, it, if it, I can it, get my hands on it, that's much better than you doing it by yourself. <laughs> yes. That'll be really cool. Okay, so you're so right. That's like an ode style, but it's still popular and people still it, and it's really, really fun to do. 
Yeah. And then there's the style that you do is, I don't even know. (laughs) It's interesting. I would like to say it's like an extension of scrapbooking. Okay. But it's so far beyond scrapbooking. Okay. But you do use photos of yourself and your family. And so in that way, it is connected to scrapbooking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole style. And you are not the only one doing it. I mean, there's like a whole world of that out there. Yeah. I would like to do that more. (laughs) I haven't haven't delved into it yet. Um, I always say... Yeah. yeah, I always say that scrapbooking is the gateway drug to art journaling. It definitely is. So many people have come into art journaling via that way, like on that road. So tell me how that type of journaling is, number one, something that you don't like to look at after you do it. Because that to, to me, scrapbooking is something like you're doing because you want a record of the past want to look five years later like Mm. what did we do on our trip to you know Berlin in 2005 kind of a thing so are you saying that even those types of journals that you create you don't just casually flip through and read what you wrote well those would be like there would be travelogues that I would look back at which I would go to a place and then I would usually try and remember what that breakfast spot was um but for me documenting and memory keeping isn't about storing the memories or saving them to look back on or anything like that it is it is acknowledging that they happened and showing gratitude you know when you take a moment to turn something into art you're saying this matters um it's important and because of that i'm going to devote some extra time to it Okay, that is the nugget for me of this whole entire interview. (laughs) You just hit on something that I had not even considered. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. Okay, do you mean that for like memory keeping or journaling in general? Because journaling is that too. When you go to the page, you are going, I am important. I am worth the time it takes to process my thoughts. I'm worth these art supplies that I'm using. I'm worth the time, the financials, um, and the growth. There's also that element. No, what I had never connected with before is like, and it's, it's just like what you said. It's like, you're, you're, you're in a trip, you're in a city. That's not, you know, the city that you live in and you go to some breakfast spot And you just, you have this like nice breakfast with your family and maybe you like take the menu and you have definitely steal the menu. Right. And then you have like a photograph, like a selfie that you took of you and your husband and your kids or something like that. And you take that time and maybe you, right. Maybe you take a picture of what you ate, right. Maybe you take it with your phone and you have some little, uh, camera not not a camera you have a little printer that prints like a little photo that you can pop on the page and it's it's what you said that was so significant to me it's like you then Are you still with me? Oh, there we go. I just came back or you just came back. You know what? I forgot to put my phone on um, do not disturb. Uh And that's what happens when that happens. So, so what I was just saying that, like, I had never considered that it is like, um, like a way of honoring different experiences that you have is like taking the time to document something after you've experienced it is a cool way to go through life. I mean, this is what I see a lot of people out there doing. And I've thought for a really long time, wow, that is so cool. But I never totally got why why they were doing it. But I think you do it too. Um, Not necessarily with photos, but you take what's happening in the world and you're saying this is important and you put in your journal. Yes. 
I, I have a harder time thinking that like my own experiences are significant. It's just mm-hmm. the way that my personality is wired. I just, I don't have a super uh, high level of just thinking life makes a difference. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, I'm not the only one who has this. I mean, view. your life has made a difference to me personally. Thank you. And I know a lot of people do. <laughs> I'm just not wired. It's like, I'm just not one of those people who's like wired to look at the world that way, right? I'm just kind of like, I'm going to live, I'm going to die, I'm going to be forgotten, big deal. <laughs> like, that's how my mind works. That's how I think. <laughs> I know, I, I get that. And I know when I was when I was scrapbooking, a lot of people would say, um, you don't have any children, why are you scrapbooking? Oh my goodness, like... I had so much more to say when I didn't have a child. Like my life was way more interesting then. Uh, but I think, you know, there's not, there's like inherent value of being alive. And with documenting, it doesn't have to be, there doesn't have to be any importance. It can also just be, you know, for me, when I started memory keeping, it was because I was depressed and I needed a reason to, I don't want to be dramatic, but like I needed a reason to keep going. And I, and I, and so being grateful and turning my life into something that I was grateful for was very worthwhile. Um, and when I say grateful, I mean, some days it could have been, I'm grateful to be alive, <laughs> stupid thing like that. Or it could be, I'm grateful because um, my shoes came off and I didn't need to untie the shoelaces. You know, just like tiny things. And then the art of noticing these tiny things was intrinsically valuable. That is really significant. I think you do that already. And I think that because you are the type of person that is so inherently unselfish and so inherently always boosting up other people, always cheering other people on, always putting other people before yourself, um, it makes sense that, you know, when there's something happening in the world and the world is shifting and you feel injustice for other people, you put that in your journal. Yes, that definitely could land in my journal. But the little things, like the little moments of my own life, I haven't really paid, I think, enough attention to. I do think that what you're saying is a very healthy thing to help people be less depressed. Let's just say it. I mean, I don't uh, yeah. I don't think that you and I are the only people who just struggle with, you know bouts of depression or I mean everyone now is just Mm. feeling so off so isolated so wondering like how are you even going to begin to return to any type of normalcy like what does that look like how do you even go from being totally afraid of this disease to I'm on an airplane (laughs) yeah yeah Um, but this is helpful because I think putting down these experiences that we have in an art journal on a page, writing about how we feel about them, keeping some type of memorabilia, maybe a photograph. It does help you connect with why you're here and the experiences that you're having. Yeah. And it helps us know that it's all valid really interesting all feelings are valid and when we come to our journal and we write I am angry today or I don't know my husband take the trash out today and I'm mad about that it's saying it's like uh, I don't know it's something clicked for me this week where I'm starting to feel like my journal is the friend checking up on me and so like yeah when we say angry at my husband for not taking the trash out then your journal just by writing that or just by painting it or whatever way you want to do it your journal is saying back yeah yeah that was that was 
um, exactly how you say, you know, it's like that nice little friend that agrees with everything that we say, even if we're talking nonsense, even if we're not objectively correct, it's just, it's just a friend there. It's a friend. It is a friend. And however people choose to express their feelings or their art or their writing or whatever, at the end of the day, I think that that's pretty much a beautiful thing it's it's like your art journals are your friends and they can be your friends through thick and thin (laughs) (laughs) that's what they are like do you mean like thick and thin like thick like (laughs) thick spine thin spine thick and thin spines of thick and thin the hardships of life the fun things you know what i mean that's that's i don't know if that's just an american expression through thick and thin it means like through no, hard I know things and through easy things i know what you mean i thought you were making a pun about journals being thick and some thick journals and are skinny yes and they're also for okay. us when we're thick and when we're thin and when we're thin. <laughs> and it's beautiful all right on for an hour and I could philosophize with you for probably you know six more hours about (laughs) what our journaling is for us and how important it is in our lives and all of that stuff but I know you I know you have a life outside of our journaling well I have a curfew you have a curfew all right so let's say goodbye is there anything else you want to say before we we sign off on this episode of show up or shut up Damn, that's so much pressure. That's so much pressure. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think we didn't really get an exact definition and maybe we need to just start sending each other definitions of art journaling until we figure something that can fit into a sentence. Um, But I think for anyone who doesn't art journal, you definitely should do it. And and you can develop your own definition for it and make it fit in whatever season you're going through. I think we did get to the heart of it. You think so? I do. Okay. I think when we go back and we listen to this, I think I think that anyone who listens to this is going to totally get what our journaling is. Fantastic. I, I, I think we nailed it. I hope enough <laughs> to start our journaling or to make another page or let us keep them company they keep us company that's exactly what they do it's like they keep you company on the on the you know wild roller coaster ride that is your life Mm -hmm. and however you fill them and however they evolve and however you know however much time or however little time they're always there for you they never you know they're just there for you yeah yeah, that's great. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Kaylee. Always love talking to you. Loved talking to you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Show Up or Shut Up. If you've made some art or craft while you listened, take a photo of it, post it to Instagram, and tag me at willa.wanders so we can see what you are up to. And if you feel like what we've talked about here spoke to you, press that subscribe button so that you're the first to know about all of the new Show Up or Shut Up episodes. Have a wonderful day and go make something.